All right, I want to welcome on our next guest. We've got former NFL defensive end, two-time Pro Bowler Jason Babbitt. Jason, how's everything going? How's everything? It's a wild world we're living in right now. How are you managing? I'm doing pretty good. I actually just got off uh, the Peloton. I wasn't cool. uh, an indoor cyclist or a cyclist by any means, but uh, just trying to keep my cardio up. Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. And then, so, we haven't had sports in a while. We've kind of had, the, have you been watching The Last Dance on weekends, on Sundays, just kind of getting you by it a little bit? I, uh, I have not. Oh, wow. I've, I've heard about it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions about your career going on. So I know you went to Western Michigan. So what? So you're from that area. Going going through there, did you have thoughts of going playing at the highest level then on, or were you just kind of just focused on that? No, honestly, I wasn't really focused on college. Um, junior year, I had a lot of scholarships from just about everybody for football, for wrestling. And then um, I broke my leg my senior year, the first game of my senior season. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, the schools kept calling, some, you know, Mid-America type schools, other schools for wrestling and track. But um, I actually uh, signed up to join the Navy. Oh, wow. Um, I yeah, I was going to forego college. It wasn't really, it wasn't really something on my radar. Um, but then they turned me down because I had asthma. Oh, I, wow. I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. My, uh, my <laughs> uncle, my, my marriage was, uh, was a Navy SEAL. And oh, cool. I just thought that was just the most patriotic, you know, like high level, you know, thing you could do. Um, so then I actually spent a year just kind of, I don't know, figuring things out. And uh, Western Michigan, uh, Coach Knowles just kept calling. He kept, he kept bothering me. Um, then I finally uh, you know, went, said okay and uh, took a visit there and said, all right, I'll, I'll try this football thing out. That's awesome. They, they, they can't just bring it. You can't bring an inhaler. To, they, 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 they just, I don't know. That's I think when you're you know, 10 miles offshore getting dropped out of an airplane, uh, it makes you uh, high risk. Yeah, absolutely. So from there on, um, going on, going, getting, in, getting in there, um, from there, were you were you able to manage and get academics, uh, stuff on uh, stuff outside of football? Just kind of you managed to manage everything well, and kind of, or you, did you just focus on football early? Oh, I, I did a terrible job the first uh, first year. Um, I think my focus is on uh, how many beers I could drink and, and uh, how many girls could I talk to. Um, I think my that summer I had about eighteen credits just to just to get right. So <laughs> I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed myself year one and year two. That's for sure. And then, so year three, you just kind of get going, like realizing, okay, like I, I can, I can, well, I can. I mean, even even year one and two, the NFL wasn't like I wasn't really on my radar. I really? just wanted I wanted to work with my dad um, and kind of do what he did and kind of expand upon his uh, you know family company. And uh, I remember getting called into uh, my head coach's office, Gary Darnell. And uh, Gary, you know, he's part of that that old school, um, you know, nineteen sixties, um, you know, Texas, you know, football. And uh, he said he's got a southern twang. He said, now, Jason, I want, I want to tell you something, Jason. Sit down and listen to me now. I know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and, and I mean, I don't mean that disrespectful way. I'm just saying that just – if you know Gary and you know how to <laughs> talk, you know, got a 160 pounds, got a snowboard, you know, come, you know Bobby, Bobby yelling at me now. So, you know, he was, he's an awesome guy. Um, he's even at my wedding. But um, cool. he said to me something, you know, between my you – know, after my sophomore year and between my junior year, he said, Jason, I've been doing this a long time. And you can play in the NFL. You, you have what it takes. You have the intangible skills. You have the size, the speed, the ability. He's like, all you have to do is decide. You make your mind up and dedicate yourself. And, and I'm not saying I, I, didn't, I didn't slack off. I didn't skip workouts, yeah. you know, but I enjoyed myself thoroughly, you know. And I, I kind of left that meeting. That's, you know, I'm like, holy shit, you know, maybe I, ought to, maybe I ought to go for this. Yeah. So literally, I just, it was like a, it was like a random Tuesday. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it, you know. And I, I just, I kind of really tweak, made some tweaks in my life. And, you know, I, you know, 
about drinking, about staying up late, about working out in the morning, about going on spring break, about, you know, just all those little things, studying, you know, watching film, I mean, just working out, taking care of body, just really took it to the next level from then on out. And um, it was just, once I did that, I mean, it was, the games were easy, you know, things slowed down, they got easier, that's for sure. And then at what point were, were NFL teams kind of on your radar? Were you on their radar? Well, I'd say junior year, you know, there was, you know, uh, some discussion like, oh, who's this kid in the back? You know, was, you know, and that back then people didn't really leave early unless you're from a big school. I mean, if, if I did what I did in the MAC junior year, you know, probably would have left early. Um, as, as you know, the, the, with the CBA being totally different, um, yeah. obviously for the NFL teams, not for the NFL players. <laughs> yeah. DeMarie Smith says we're for the players, you know. Let me, let me just adjust my tie real quick. Um, uh, so things were obviously different back then. Um but that's the junior year. I was like, oh, shit, you know. Now, now it was like, I'm going to get drafted. Now it was like, how high am I going to get drafted? You know, can I duplicate what I did my sophomore junior year? You know, I like, do that. Then, shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be drafted, you know, round one, round two, you know. So it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience, you know. And also it was like a uh, big fish, small pond, you know what I mean? Yeah. Going to Western Michigan, being, you know, at the time before, um, uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the kid went to Tennessee. He was uh, younger than me, wide receiver. He was the fourth pick. Oh, Corey Davis. Uh, yeah, Corey Davis. I was the first round draft, only first round draft pick before Corey. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it was like, and there's been, I think before I was drafted, there was like a seven or eight year, 10 year gap, you know, for anyone getting drafted, you know? So it was, um, it, it was kind of a, you know, a real cool excitement going on during that time while I was there. And then, and then, and then fast forward to the draft. How, what was your emotion like when you found out you were going to Houston? Uh, well, there was some confusion at first because, um, Tennessee kind of last minute or Houston traded up to Tennessee's pick and everyone thought I wanted to win Tennessee. And even the, the news guy handed me a Tennessee hat and everyone's like, all right, we're going to Nashville. We're only six hours away. You know, like, no, he's going to Houston <laughs> 16 hours away. Um, uh, so there was, you know, but it was obviously I, at that time, you know, it wasn't like, um, I wouldn't say I had the insight as I do now, you know, it wasn't like I came from a big sports family, yeah. you know, it was like, I just came from old school, you know, I appreciate getting drafted. It was awesome. You know, if, if I could go back and, you know, tell my old younger self, Hey, pay attention. I would have said, Hey, you're not going to Texas. You know, I would have, I would have done the pre-draft work saying, I, I don't want to be drafted by a three. Interesting. I want to draft it by a four, three, you know, cause I'm an okay linebacker, you yeah. know, 10 times better defensive end. You know, I'm a pass rusher, not an outside linebacker. I never did yeah. it in college, you know, but everyone's like, well, he's athletic. He's smart. He can do all those things. And, you know, that would be the one thing I would say, okay, let's, let's, let's go back. You know, look, at the, I remember your Peyton Manning – or no, Eli Manning, sorry. And I, and, um, I got to know him junior going into senior year because we were playing ball American together. But oh, cool. I remember looking back and, you know, his dad obviously with his, all the, the insight say, hey, he's not going to San Diego. He doesn't fit that system, you know. Um, so I'm like, damn, I wish I would have had an advocate like that, you know, because looking back, you know, if I would have played defensive end my whole career versus half linebacker, half yeah. – defensive end you'd say okay how many sacks would I have you know because you can't tell me one person that's got 100 sacks that's not in the hall of fame yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so I mean I'm not saying I would have had 100 but chances are likely I would have had 100 you know so there's uh and obviously when you start hot you know you get the opportunity yeah. to finish hot you know and I obviously finished hot but didn't start hot so you know there's one thing like you know damn you know I wish I could have and then I have a question at what point did they draft Mario Williams uh, my third year. 
So did, were you by then? Were you still playing linebacker, or did they have you at the end? Well, it was like an outside linebacker. Okay. And keep in mind, the Texans. Yeah. I mean, we were the bad news bears, man. I, I was kind of like those first three years. I was like, God, this is the NFL. This is miserable. I mean, you know, we were one in fifteen. I think four and twelve, five and seven. You know, those three years, and it was just like ten games, three years. I was like, God, this this sucks. You know, and and you know, when you're in an environment where you know, you don't win and coaches are feeling the pressure because they get fired. They got fired every year. I think we had somebody got fired, you know, or more than one guy got fired as far as coaching staff goes. So they're, I mean, they, at one point we we're having 6.45 a.m. meetings, you know, trying to, trying to get better, you know, so it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that enjoyable in the first few years. Did I see that, that the, the uh, Greg Roman was on the coaching staff then? The court, uh, for, he's normal on the Ravens now? I think you're right, man. I, I kind of had to go to the way back when you said that. Think about it. But That's I think wild. You're right. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. And then for the current rookies now, since it's kind of like a different landscape like now and everything's like virtual, what do you think they're missing out on that like kind of was like instrumental to helping you kind of get going early on? Well, I think for me, you know, and I hate to go back to the old CBA and the old ways, you know, because everyone, you know, thinks like, oh, it's old, it's antiquated, you know, it's barbaric. Um, but um, that's what I know and that's what I, I loved is that's what I appreciated about the NFL. You know, like there's so many things now that – you know, when they say, okay, it's, it's player safety, you know, or, oh, you can't hit that way. He's a defensive receiver. or You're hitting him too low, too high, too hard. I mean, I was, I kind of didn't fit in the last few years in the NFL. Cause I'm like, well, you know, like this is, I'm, I'm a gladiator. <laughs> I am trying to end someone's career. I am trying to break their bones their spleen. You know, I'm, I'm trying to end their career. And, uh, and being a part of that, you know, the rookie hazing, I know, you know, there was obviously some situations where, you know, went too far, yeah. you know, and uh, with the dolphins. And, but I mean, that was just part of earning your stripes. I mean, you know, the shit you had to do or the things you had to endure, you know, you, you hadn't earned anything yet, you know, it just, it's like, it's any, any high level profession, there's hazing, you know, and, yeah. and now that we can't have that. Like, Oh, we're, we're equal. Like, no, we're not equal. Cause we're not the same. You know, I, I remember at the Texans when, um, was a D tackle uh, I was a rookie when I was there. Uh, shoot, he's, I think he's still there now. Big, big, big guy. Um, um, anyway, you'll you'll know. You'd obviously know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck of a play. I think he went to the Pro Bowl recently. But um, I remember uh, Trent Colmack called the office by Andy because we were being too hard on him. And I'm like, listen, he's soft. And 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 listen, I've had this conversation with him in public before. Yeah. With the coaching staff, and I don't mean soft and like you know he's a he's a pussy, but yeah. soft in the sense of like, listen, this is this is real life, you know. These are people's jobs, people's livelihood. You make a mistake, we run a stunt, and you don't do it, and you just oh, it's my bad. Like no, ain't no my bad, you know. So we were we were I was extra hard on him, you know. But I think you know I got kind of got yelled at, whatever, reprimanded, like we well, don't do that. And I'm like okay, um, but if you ask him now, I guarantee you'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I appreciate that, you know. So I think those old ways, you know, that these rookies aren't getting, especially now being virtual, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's almost, why even have them? You know, I was talking, I talked to Josh Wells, um, defensive tackle or offensive tackle today on the phone. And he was, uh, he said, he's like, yeah, we're doing zoom meetings. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, football players. And let's be honest. We're not, we're not the, we, don't, we all have ADD probably. We can't pay attention even sitting in the, in the room. So I, I can't imagine we're really getting anything out of these zoom meetings. It's just, just a way for coaches to check the box. You know what yeah. I mean? I think the, the Saints are just saying, just said, screw it. And they're just like, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you when we see you. Okay. Exactly. Well, you know what? People, people are afraid, which obviously that coach there has got the lineage to back it up. But most coaches, <laughs> are, are, most coaches are afraid in the NFL to be pragmatic, right? Yeah. Because 
if they are pragmatic and it's outside of the norm, you know, if we don't meet 80 hours, if we don't sleep at the office, if we don't do this, do this, do this, do this, and we don't win, well, and oh, there's the reason, yeah. you know, but when you have that kind of lineage and that kind of ability, you know, like someone like, like, uh, uh, coach fish, you know, I was with him with the Titans. Listen, he, he, he did things in a smart way. You know, he was a player. He get it. Like, listen, we can run this 10 times. We can run a hundred times. It's not going to make a difference. We either we're going to get it. We're not going to get, it, you know? And he's like, Hey, go home, be with your families. It's got early today. You know, not a lot of coaches would, would do that, but obviously he's got, he's a player and a yeah. coach, you know, and, and's won lots, lots of games. So he, he could do that. There's not a lot of coaches that are like that, that think pragmatically or think logically, you know? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's part of the game. Yeah. And then talking about the Titans, like seeing what they did last year, do you, do you like the moves they made? Oh, I, I definitely do. I'm a, uh, one, I, I enjoyed the heck out of my one year there. And uh, I always go to alumni weekend. And oh, cool. It's, it's a really great city. I mean, it was one of our top when we decided, you know, where we're going to live when we retire. Yeah. They were in our top top three oh, cool. of the places we want to live. That's awesome. Yeah, Nashville just seems like an awesome place. And it seems like they're just building a great culture there, especially with Vrabel and you got Tannehill, you got Derrick Henry. You, you yeah. got Corey and, Davis, you got your, your, your fellow. Yeah, no, I, I, we'll see how I, he's doing. I, I love, I love uh, Vrabel. I mean, I, uh, two reasons. One, when I was getting drafted, because I played, you know, tight end two yeah. in the NFL and in college, you know, for the same situations, and they compared me to him. We, you know, people even say, hey, you guys kind of look alike. You know, even there was the last alumni weekend, we were standing by each other at the pregame or the night before, you know, walkthrough. And yeah. Like, are you guys related? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and plus, he's just, he's done an amazing job. Over That's there. awesome. That's awesome. And then, and then going over, I, I most remember your time in Philly, because I remember you and Trent Cole just like a machine. What was that time like just terrorizing the NFC East? Um, that was great. I mean, it was one of those things where you got to be under a microscope in a good way. Yeah. You know, because you're at Tennessee, you're at, you know, uh, Seattle, you're, you're at these, these markets that aren't, you know, you see, so, you see someone at the store like, hey, man, what's up? You know, or yeah. I didn't even say anything to you. Like, I don't know a guy, but I know who he is, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you're in, you know, those East Coast cities yeah. like, you know, Philly, New York. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. You know, it's like you're, it's, it's almost like you're, you're living on another planet, you know? Yeah. You get to do what you want. You get treated differently. I mean, it's just it's, – it's, it's a unique experience in, in good ways and bad. Yeah. But it was fun when you're on a team where you have a Trent Cole on the other side. You have a Colin Jenkins in the middle. Yeah. When you have, you know, uh, a Mike Vick, you know, yeah. where you can score on any play. Because – and I, I was always so jealous of uh, Freeney, you know, uh, at, at the Colts. I'm like, well, well shit. This guy, you know, he gets to rush a passer three quarters a game because they're up by three touchdowns. Yeah. The other team has no choice, you know. Or we're going to establish our running game. You're three touchdowns behind. you got to sling it. You know, so it was, it was really my first time of being on a high-powered um, offensive team where I knew I was going to pass rush, you know. Yeah. And guess what? If I get the pass rush, 25 snaps a game, if I don't get a sack, you're, you're going to be hurting the next day. You know? <laughs> I don't know how many times where, um, you know, we, we, we literally – took the quarterback out of the game, you know, um, and, uh, uh, God, was it? Who, who was the quarterback of the Jaguars? Um, I guess CT is real. Gerard, uh, right. And, and we're friends now, oh, cool. but you know, cause I'm in here in Jacksonville and I remember my first, you know, I started hanging out and I could still, still feel there's some animosity. You know, <laughs> there, was, there was a game where apparently we'd broken a rib, ruptured something. He had to stay in the hospital and couldn't travel home with the team. You know, I'm like, he was like, you were trying to hurt me, huh? And I'm like, absolutely. I was trying to your life. I was, you know, and uh, having the, someone with the same mindset or multiple people with the same yeah. mindset. I mean, I think the D-line that one year had 
40 or 45 sacks, 45 wow. sacks just in the D line. I think it might have been top top three in the NFL record yeah. books, you know. And it was just fun to be a part of that, you know, high explosive team. And and really, I'd love to say it was a defensive line, it was the secondary, or it was the linebackers, but it was really just being part of a high powered offense, you know. Yeah. Having that offense that can just score at will, you know, from you never know any play, it just gave us that threat where we get to pass rush more, you know, and more shots on goal. I mean, more sacks we're going to have. So it was, that was such a cool, I mean, I wish I could have had that kind of a team my entire life, you know, yeah. been on with a Peyton Manning or, you know, someone like a Drew Brees where, yeah. all right, you get, to, you get to tee off, baby. You know, that was yeah. a little, little jealous of Franny for sure on that one. <laughs> and then looking at some of the top pass rushers you see in the league now, I'm in the D.C. area. What What is a guy like Chase Young? What do you see when you see him kind of coming into the scene? You know, I like um, I like guys that, that have that, and I call it the ability to bend, right? And I, I used to want to be, before when I'm trying to try to make my mind up when I grow up, what I want to do, I contemplated, you know, the, the pro personnel side. Like the, being a general manager, understanding how to put the pieces together, getting the right people, creating culture. That's something that I enjoy doing. That's what I do now in my own businesses. Um, but – I would always watch tape, you know, with the general manager, with the pro guys, you know, in my off time, free time to evaluate talent. And I, there's a saying that I, that I learned from, you know, some guys that I thought were really good at evaluating talent is pass rush talent was the ability to bend. You know, it's not something you can quantify. It's not something you can put in a box. It's how fast, you know, how fast is 40? What's his vertical jump? Yeah. What's his 225? How many sacks do he have? But that ability to bend and that, that, that motor, that, tenet, that just that, just that nonstop motor where you see a guy get hit and chipped, he's leaning, bending, he's still, still digging, trying to go back, you know, so you just, you, you, those are things that you either have or you don't have. I can work with a guy on, 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 you know, his pass rush moves, on putting in combinations, on getting him stronger, you know, maybe getting him faster. But if you don't have those two intangible things to me, I wouldn't draft you and I wouldn't call you a pass rusher. You know what I mean? Like those are things you have, like you, I can watch a tape, and, and be like, yep. I mean, I'm talking Pop Warner all the way to the pros. Yeah. It's something you have or you don't have. We can we can enhance it. We can make it better. But but that ability to bend, it's just such a – to me, it's just – it's art, you know? It's art within sports. And I, and I think for maybe someone that, you know, maybe that you and I don't spend much time with the detailed information, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about, Ben? What does that mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't think I can explain it to you then. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And then, so, what are who do you if you who are your top who are your top three defensive ends right now in football that you think are just like these guys like from the from the get go you're like this guy's got it. Truthfully, I really don't watch much. much oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I, I spend most of my time, my free time, with be coaching my kids. You know, oh, in cool. sports. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll pay occasionally. Like, I'll go to the game, but I, I I don't keep up. You know, with with the guys. You know, I'm, I'm sure. Um, as my kids get old and they start paying more attention to the, you know, the NFL and college right now, they're, they're interested in college sports. They're really, I've taken some pro games, but um, I don't pay attention that much. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, cool, cool, cool. And then I know you're talking about your business now. So for post football, I know you're doing some, I saw you're doing some like construction or realty. You didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my father was, uh, he was owning a business, mainly did uh, electrical. Um, but he also dabbled in some development and, you know, partway through my career, I started, dabbling in some renovations, buying properties, fixing them up, renting them out, multifamily, and then start doing some development, then neighborhoods, then apartments, then commercial. And, and recently we created a real estate brand, Red Zone Realty. And uh, now we have some offices from Florida all the way up to Michigan. Um, and, you know, we do, do high level residential real estate mainly and uh, property management. Um, and then we also do an investment side of things. 
because a lot of our clients are, are sports guys oh, cool. or, or girls who take care of some professional, you know, female athletes as well. And for the investment side, you know, we identify the multifamilies, commercial properties, you help them purchase them, renovate them, manage them, you know, so they have, you know, that retirement money that comes in their account every month, you know, where it's just like, okay, I got it. So now when you're, when you're later, when you're 40, 50 years old, like, Oh, I'm still getting that money. Like, you know, you're still getting that money. So That's awesome. And we kind of help educate them as, as well. We kind of make them, you know, participate in the deal, you know, from a knowledge standpoint as well.